What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustling Sideways podcast. I'm Alan Hallis. I'm a music writer. I'm Jim Love, and I'm a keynote and motivational speaker, and we are here in Milwaukee. Yes, episode 44. 44, the big 4-4. Four, four. We, we stopped got it right. making age jokes a long time ago as yes. like, we progressed, so we won't make an age joke this time about 44. But I'm just happy we remembered what episode it was. I, I had to ask you before we got on here, a little, little yeah. trick of the trade. It is Halloween Yep. today, right now, at yep. this moment. What are you dressed up as? That's a rhetorical question. I was going to say, neither one of us got the yeah, memo. That they won't you know, answer. But um, Halloween story-wise, when I was in high school... I used to volunteer at a haunted hayride. Okay. And I used to scare the crap out of out of every family coming on the haunted hayride. And a funny story about that is one time I scared a guy so badly, I think he had been drinking a little bit. He turned <laughs> like I got him and he turned around and he punched me in the face. Oh my god. <laughs> I fell down. I was 16 and I was freaking out. All my friends were like, dude, what just happened? So we get to like the fire afterwards where they have like a bonfire. Yeah. And he came up to me and he apologized. He was like, dude. You got me. That was like my initial reaction was to, to like turn around and do, he's like, I just want to let you know, I'm so sorry. And it was the funniest thing. It was, yeah, it was outstanding. So I felt like that. Were night. you like behind anything or did you kind of like. I jumped and I was behind him and like a hayride, right? And then he and turned he around and he freaked out and he clocked me. Yeah. Which okay. means I got him. So that was. I've uh, never, I've never mm-hmm. scared anybody to the point that they have punched me. Uh-huh. Um, it was so great. I don't know what that says about my character. That says that you need to be more scary. Apparently, I'm yeah. not scary enough. So, you know what's not scary, though, Jim? What? Tell me more. This episode that we have today. <laughs> oh, that was the transition of the century right there. As well. You hear it in his voice? Dude? It's, it's good. You know what we're doing. We're yeah. excited. Now, we have a very special guest today, someone who I've known for, I think, about 30 years now, or, or you know, roughly. No, actually, about 13. But you know, okay. 30 years would be... That would I was going to say, don't yeah, say it. a long time. Sounds, yeah. um, we have Tom Nass with us. Two-syllable names. Gotta love him. <laughs> Jim takes, Love, Tom Takes Nass. one to know one. Alan Hell. No, that's no, I know. not it. Don't worry. I Sorry broke it. I broke out. it. It's anyway. fine. Tom Nass is the owner and founder and sole proprietor and CEO. I'll just quit naming titles here. <laughs> of Bruce City Carpentry, LLC. And we're so happy to have Tom on the podcast well, today. Still, yes. don't, still don't have the applause. And we button. never will because this is more organic. And that's we the way I like it. We be putting this in in post and we just never we're do just it. never going to happen. We've no. been asked this since literally like episode 15 to have like an actual laugh track. Or laugh track. A clapping track. Laugh track just, wouldn't hurt either. And also <laughs> dude, that, would probably, that was a laugh track. Anyway, Tom, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing tonight? Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm doing well. Awesome. I, I appreciate the intro and I think I'm going to take some of those other titles you listed <laughs> and add them to my business card Good. and maybe get some more business. And I, I have a business card just to throw it out there and it would help. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's there not, you it's go. not filled out yet. But Tom, you are uh, born and raised Milwaukee kid, uh, Brookfield yep. specifically. If the, y'all don't know that, it's a suburb of Milwaukee. Um, tell us a little bit about your family and, and uh, where you went sure. to school and we'll kind of get into some of your experience post-grad after sure. that too. Well, I don't know if you know this even, um, but I was actually born and raised, well, born and uh, grew up for three years on the east side of Milwaukee. Ah, and okay. uh, so I was actually born at Aurora Sinai on Marquette's campus. So mm-hmm. when I gave tours, people would say, hey, I was born on campus, destined to be here. But then my folks moved to Brookfield, but I still strongly resonate with uh, Milwaukee culture and right. everything like that. You know what's funny? The preface you gave made it sound like you were born in like Africa or something. <laughs> You're like, I was born three miles away from Yeah, I should have said that. That would have been funny. like, it's funny you said that. I was born yeah. pretty much right there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But so you couldn't you tell were, my... So you two were a, a Marquette tour guide. Yes. Uh, Jim part was of, part as well. Of a, part of a cult. Sometimes. I never was. Yeah. yeah. So That's I'm, okay. No, we it's probably better to not. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. We loved them all, but it was a lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell us, I mean, growing up in Brookfield and then high school? Yeah. So, so I have two two younger brothers. Um, so we were all within a year of each other. Um, so 
you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, you know, we're just always, you know, one year apart, um, kind of thing. And then, uh, they went to Brookfield Central High School. I went to Marquette, Marquette High School. Okay. Toppers. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not one, but I just those, know those them. Jesuits, you know. So <laughs> yeah, um, that was a really incredible experience for me. Learned a, a ton of um, awesome things about life and just you know friendships and stuff. And still have some good friends today from there. And then uh, Marquette, you where I uh, unfortunately met Jim, um, <laughs> as we all did. <laughs> well, that really brought the tone down. You guys, both just suck. kidding, just that? kidding. So yeah, I mean, it feels it's been 13 years, but yeah, it feels like 30 sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> in good ways and bad, in, in many good ways. No, I will it, say the, the class of 07 from uh, from from Marquette, Marquette High, High yeah. is one of the best, and, and also the class of 09, the one that I was in. But oh. sometimes I feel like I graduated with. Those classes from yeah. the amount of people that just did so many great things at well, class at of nine market high. I was gonna say you were not in, you were I not in that in, class, but I but feel you, like you, I was a part of it. Yes. Yeah, but you connected with a lot of a lot of good guys, especially people mm-hmm. older than you. Like a lot of my friend group, you kind of played. Oh, the too. 07 one, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know? But yeah, great people, and 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 then you just you just kind of moved up Wisconsin Avenue right into yeah. market. You, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> even some of my friends, you know, they they went further to college or further to high school than they went to college because it was closer to go to <laughs> market market. You so sure. yeah, but just down the down the road. Um, my mom actually is a nurse for the Jesuits, so she's mm-hmm. in charge of like healthcare and stuff, and knows a bunch of the the Jesuits. And and so we had a lot of cool connections. I got to work at the Jesuits on campus and get all these like free food and cookies and Gatorade. And Sweet. you put free food by Tom, and you <laughs> put free he's food come by back. any of well, us. That's a good point. We yeah, we'll up. be coming back. I don't yeah, know why I made it seem like that was just a Tom thing. Yeah. Oh, because I got I got called out for um, taking too much. Like I would I I like imagine this. So the desk receptionist job I have, you have this like office, and oh. no one's in there. And the job is to answer the door, you know, and and like answer the phone calls. And everybody has like a key to the building and they all have their own personal phone in the room. So like I didn't really have to do too much, but they serve <laughs> dinner and I always scheduled my shifts to go over the dinner hour. So, <laughs> yes, so I'd always go in and fill up my full like full tray of food, like salad, whatever they had for the entrees, tons of cookies, Gatorades. And then I go eat that all. And that was it. Just one meal, but or one tray of food. But the kitchen staff would like email um, my supervisor and say, "Hey, he's taking a lot of food." Oh my goodness! You know? Imagine being the talk of the town in the, in the Jesuit residence. <laughs> right, That's fantastic. I'm like, I really, I could have more. And this yeah. was like, you know, in college, I play, I was on the club football team, and I was like running around and being active, so I ate so a lot of eat, calories. Yeah, the Michael Phelps diet. 10, <laughs> not, 10, 000, not right? so much that, <laughs> but uh, you know, that they, I got in trouble a couple times for ta- taking too much food <laughs> in one hey, serving. You're in, you're in college. Everybody's trying to get right. free food. <laughs> you know, for the record, tight. I worked at a rectory when I was in high school, which is where it got priests live in a parish and they had food all the time everywhere like and i was i mean it, they, they they do okay on food let's just say that yeah okay. i mean living I in there's community. a vow of poverty but like you know nonetheless it's you, still there's, you, do you ever hear the the jesuit joke um <laughs> if this is poverty give me chastity <laughs> <laughs> wow there it is amazing a joke for all ages i love it it's fantastic <laughs> Um, so you, uh, you are, you've got a carpentry business, Bruce City Carpentry. Mm-hmm. Um, were you always like a, a handy person growing up, like to build stuff or was it like, when did you kind of yeah. start building and constructing things? Were you a Lego kid? Yeah, I was Lego kid for way too long. <laughs> Still is. I, I remember this is embarrassing. I don't know who listens to this podcast, but, uh, Hopefully it's no one I know. It uh, is someone you know. So oh, great. Continue on. Yeah. Uh, so I got. I think I when I was like in like eighth grade or way too old to be playing with Legos. 
I think I was like applying to high schools at the time. And I was like, like, I'm just going to decompress. I'm going to go down to my little Lego city that I had built up since I was, you know, four years old or whatever. And, right. and just keep playing with it for, you know, like a half hour every, every so often. Mm-hmm. And it was just way too old to be playing with Legos. But, uh, so my, my dad was super handy and that's kind of where I got a lot of my, my skills from. Um, and like his dad was super handy and we had a lot of tools and like kind of hand-me-downs from him that were mm-hmm. like, Oh, what is this? You know? Like saw that reciprocates back and like oh that's cool I, I can yeah. cut something with that you know and did, did it come natural like to do those some of those or did you really have to like learn or do you feel like you picked up on on tools and, and processes pretty quickly it, it's interesting that's a good question um because you know like I have two brothers right like mm-hmm. the three of us are very different in our in our like um abilities to do construction. Yeah, you know, I feel like every Saturday when we were younger, my dad's like, "All right, guys, we're coming outside. We're cutting down trees." You know, every <laughs> every Saturday for like ten years, it was classic like a, dad. That's classic dad. Classic <laughs> dad. And so he's you know telling us like how to haul the brush, everything. And my one brother and my younger brother would we'd always be like, "Where's Tim? Where where did he go?" And we, every Saturday, and he, we find him back inside watching TV. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just every Saturday. So so it doesn't always come naturally to everybody, I think. Um, but I also feel like it's it's teachable because. Throughout my experience in, in various, you know, um, disciplines with construction, if I'm teaching volunteers or whatnot, like as long as you're open to like the concept of it. And I've especially found that if people are um, just kind of like intellectually can uh, see the big picture of what it's supposed mm-hmm. to be, mm-hmm. they can do it. So like even in New Orleans, like when we were doing our trips down there, like a lot of these students, especially like a lot of the like like construction seems like oh this is a like a man thing but like a lot of the girls were so good oh, yeah. at doing like a lot of the drywall stuff much better than I ever would be <laughs> yeah because yeah. 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 they could just like see the big like hey this wall is bumpy it needs to be flat and mm-hmm. so like you know smooth it with mud or whatever like and it just makes sense yeah yeah I do feel like some people can walk into a room though like that and just sort of like identify quickly what needs to get done and I just like don't have I'm like oh I'm there's very some much cylinder I, I don't even know you know it's, so it's it's a really cool gift but so you you mm-hmm. talked about New Orleans so Tom and I actually met. Uh, in New Orleans when, mm-hmm. when I was a freshman and you were a junior and we, we went to uh, to New Orleans about a dozen times a couple more in, in college and it was part of a Hurricane Katrina relief effort that we took sure. students down every, every break essentially so a lot of people are going mm-hmm. to like you know to Cancun for spring break and we were we were busting our butt or they're in, going in to Bourbon Orleans Street and, in New Orleans like, yeah, right, and you right. were not so, yeah. and it was so interesting because we weren't allowed to drink on those trips so like I had never, I've been to New Orleans 13 times at one point and I never touched alcohol when I was there, which is just like, I tell people that now. That and seems, I yeah, actually kind unreal. of pride myself on it, you know, huh. and, and at, the, at that time it's good. like, and then we went post grad and things changed. Right. But either way, um, it was a really cool trip and, and Tom was the coordinator when I, when I was there for the first time. And it, we, my, my van was like three hours late getting in at okay. like 10 p.m. and we were all tired and everything. We met him in the parking lot and I guess the rest is history. And here you are. Yeah, man. Uh, welcome <laughs> with open arms. That yeah, there you the go. Yeah. of a great friendship. <laughs> And I think that was just a beautiful thing too, because like, you know, that experience. I mean, there's so many, mm-hmm. so many friendships and just community, the community down there. Yeah. Um, but also, like, how few people in the world can say they've been to New Orleans this many times and not know. drinking alcohol when they were of age? It's right. wild. It's yeah, wild. It's, actually, like yeah. few, it's like it's like people have been on the moon and people have been to New Orleans. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Literally. Well, I think what's really interesting for you, particularly, is I know you have a background in, in ministry and in, yeah. in your faith life, and I think New Orleans was a great balance for you to sort of have that reflection time and, and really know mm-hmm. what it meant to, to how it connected to God and how it connected to, to your faith, but also then practice your construction abilities mm-hmm. and, and really put them. Like, do you feel like that really combined two yeah. years of your life? And did it, did it impact both of them in a sense you wanted to follow them both pretty closely when you were done? Man, so. you guys have practiced are good questions. Are you damn right. <laughs> Let's go. 44 uh, episodes in. We're nailing we're in. <laughs> Except for the part where we pat ourselves on the back mid episode. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, we can't win them all. Yeah. I'll, I'll Google an applause track for you guys. <laughs> um, 
No, I mean, that's, that's a really good point. I think, um, you know, like there's definitely like the, the aspect of just going to a different, I mean, cause New Orleans like is like a different country in a mm-hmm. sense, you know, just the mm-hmm. culture, really the community, is. especially like just being so different from just Wisconsin in terms of even like everything, just like, you know, the, the, the elevation, like being so close to sea level, like all the, um, you know, the different like culture with food and, and just ex- like the experience of the people, mm-hmm. um, the poverty, the, you know, the systemic structures down there, I think are, are, are still different even though there's like a lot of similarities sometimes in poverty yeah. or, or and it's all it's very generational I yeah mean, that, that was that's such a big thing with new orleans is people had been there for you know for five five generations and really yeah. wanted to come back you know and that's why mm-hmm. that's why the restoration projects were, were up and 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 that meant that we met a lot of people you know we yeah. met people who had lived there for you know their, their great great grandparents were there and they wanted to be there. That was where their life was mm-hmm. at and, and they wanted to keep it that way. And that's such a difference between, you know, I mean, there's the, the culture was just, it, it sort of, you, you walked right into it. You could like feel it when you got there. Yeah. And, and I know like those mm-hmm. conversations and talking to those homeowners, cause it's the same for me. I know how much that impacted you and you're like, I'm here for a better reason. And then on top of that, you're like, I'm going to go drywall your, your, your living room. <laughs> you know, like that's cool. And you can give them a skill yeah. that, you know, not only feels like you connected with them, on a, on a social level, but you also literally help them as one homeowner called it. Uh, one homeowner called it sweat equity is what she t- yeah. had in her house. And she's like, you worked in here and you know, now you're welcome here anytime you want to. So I know, yeah. I know that's like, that was such a gift to have yeah. sort of all those interactions. Absolutely. And I can imagine that then you're like, okay, well what, what do I do now with this? And you're, you're going through college and, graduate you know did a victory lap and you're out and you're you're, you're, yeah, you're good to go and, and uh <laughs> well, I think which was my favorite thing because i got to hang out with you yeah it was the best because we got to i mean i probably would have graduated on time if jim was also graduating good point but since jim was sticking around another yep. year or two so it was a, it was a fairly unselfish <laughs> move by you and i appreciate that <laughs> might as well hang out that was the best decision <laughs> but but yeah new orleans is great i learned a ton about um mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of different construction aspects down there and like kind of what we were talking about before. Like I learned a ton from my dad with, with carpentry and, and random things um, because he in high school bought a, a building in the, in the fifth ward right across from purple door ice cream. Mm. Um, okay. Convenient. Yeah. yeah. And so now it's an antique shop and like, uh, <laughs> Um, apartments, but like for for like six years, my brothers and I would just every day after school go there and like sweep the floors and like and chip plaster off of bricks and and denail boards and put up drywall and like all this stuff mm-hmm. for like what seemed like our entire high school like you mm-hmm. know after school time besides sports. So uh, we kind of got a lot of skills from that slash like perseverance to do things that like you know like why are we doing this right you know, just to like totally. look to the future and, and that's almost spiritual in a sense too to be like mm-hmm. looking for something beyond what's happening right now yeah um yeah and then new orleans and then um after that i did um a year of service in portland which was mm-hmm. which wasn't construction but it was um like working with homeless and those addicted to drugs and alcohol um and living wow. in an intentional community which was like super powerful probably the most formative year of my entire life which was in, yeah which was i'm very thankful for but and, i also like and talk to us about how many mirrors you looked at while oh, you're okay in, well you're in portland so I did this thing and you guys look at me now and I have a beard. And the reason I do is because I, I did no shave November for the first time ever when I was uh-huh. uh, my first year out of college. Okay. And I'm like, if I'm going to do no shave November, cause I didn't think I could grow really a beard at all. And, <laughs> and, uh, and there's some people who can grow incredible beards, but like, I was like, if I'm going to do this, I need to like not see myself because if mm-hmm. as soon as I see myself with like a little stubble or whatever it might be, I'm going to, I'm going to shave it. Cause I'm not, I can't handle it. So for an entire month, which I didn't realize how much of a social experiment it was, I just didn't look in any mirrors. And so, you know, I, I was wearing contacts at times. So I'm like trying to put contacts in like without a mirror. And, like, oh my God. You know, and, then, and then, you know, uh, we had like a gym membership too. So if we were at the gym, I was like, would wear a hat and keep it down. You know, we're like a blind. I mean, there's mirrors everywhere. Yeah. It's yeah. a, it's mirror walls. <laughs> right. So that so was that literally was the worst good. place to be if you don't want to look right. Right, that in a fun house. The yeah, fun I was house gonna say that's the only other one. Number yeah. one yeah. in that 
Yeah, but I mean, like that. I mean, we did so much. Like that year, we would do like energy fast, where we wouldn't wouldn't have any lights or the stove or like the refrigerator even on. Like nothing like that was on for like a whole day, mm. you know. And we just like enjoy candlelight and guitar and yeah. Uh, yeah. We would do like what like um, sugar fast. Like we wouldn't like use water sometimes. We would like just try to like be more sustainable and mm. all this like this West Coast Portland like you yeah know, hipster right. vibes. Yeah. What, what um, was what was the biggest thing you took away from Portland? If you if you had to be like this, this was like I, I left. Oh man. And here, here was the prevailing feeling I had when when I walked out of there of what's what's next. I think I think the thing that has resonated with me most is like that true growth comes from vulnerability, mm-hmm. and I feel like yeah. Yeah. I feel like that can be said in community. That can be said with those who are serving, whether that's you know if it was at St. Ben's or mm-hmm. um, you know another other programs that serve people. Mm-hmm. You know, just whether it's vulnerable, like as a volunteer who realizes like we are we are not giving like of our excess or not giving down to somebody, but we're equal. We're on the same plane. Mm-hmm, sure. uh, we're just, we're just giving and receiving to each other, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of power in vulnerability. No doubt about it. I think particularly for men, and we talk about this mm-hmm. a lot, like we don't typically get that way, you know, very often. And I, you know, obviously the experiences you had helped you come to that conclusion. So that mm-hmm. was like, I think that really grew your ministry aspect of, of, of your life. And so coming back from Portland, mm-hmm. you get home and, and you know, yeah. I know you obviously have these carpentry skills and you have ministry in your head and, you know, you're hanging out at St. Ben's and me on Tuesdays. Yeah, like, man, that's, that was so great. <laughs> what was what was the next uh, the next step after that? Is you know what? Because I think yeah, you had some options. You had options what you want to do, and, and yeah, you know, I, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I, never, did. Yeah. I don't really think about it too much because mm-hmm. I I was very fortunate and maybe naive in many ways because I really only applied to like to like one college. I applied to like one post college thing, mm-hmm. you know, and and fortunately I was accepted to them because I didn't really have any backups. And then after this year in the Northwest, I applied to Habitat mm-hmm. uh, in Milwaukee and got accepted. I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> so um, That's Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, right? Habitat, yeah. For, yeah. Habitat for Humanity, Milwaukee chapter. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so I was a, a construction site coordinator. So I like, coordinated the volunteering for people who come from like U.S. Bank or mm-hmm. Sargento or like big or, or cor- Catholic financial Catholic life. Catholic financial yeah. life. My, like, my, my old job. Yes. <laughs> great. Yes, same. Alan's too. That's where we met actually. Yeah. Oh. Was we well, were in was college, yes. Well, I would <laughs> say. College. I mean, I guess we can't, you were a commuter though. You didn't do much. I was a Oh, you didn't count. We met. Was kind of like, he's kind of a dorky commuter student. <laughs> Don't tell them that though. Well, you're, you're, you're doing this together right now. Yeah, so. good point. Yeah, it's it a little out. late, man. You committed to each other. <laughs> you're at my house. <laughs> Damn it. Great house, by the way. Yeah. You know how you got there? I commuted here. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, uh, so we met there, but yes, anyway, that's carry awesome. On. Go ahead. <laughs> carry well, on, Habitat for Humanity. No, that was it. I was, I'm glad we had that little side. Yeah, that's Thank good. <laughs> uh, more questions on that later. But mm-hmm. um, no, I mean, Habitat was awesome. And, and that was really cool because I kind of got to see like the systems in Milwaukee and mm-hmm. like the, the foreclosed housing crisis and mm-hmm. like everything that went on with, with like sustainable housing uh, for people in Milwaukee and low income. Um, and so I worked with like a, you know, handful of other volunteers. So the, so the year in Portland and the year in Milwaukee at Habitat were both AmeriCorps years. Yeah. So I was like volunteering. Yeah. Um, and again, and I it, feel like doing a little bit of both of, of, I know that there's reflection involved with Habitat and there's, mm-hmm. there's a really a sense of community with it while quite literally doing your carpentry skills. Like I, yeah. I feel like the, the, the majority of what you've done has built both of them up and, and kind of like, okay, like they're still, they're here, they're circulating together and they're sort of in conjunction with each other. And no, and, uh, and you're kind of building out, and so you know, and then as you're moving along, I know I know you've done other ministry jobs and, and yeah. been involved at schools, etc. And when, when when did you decide to to take on carpentry then full time? Like when when was that? Like this is what I need to do, and yeah, you know, small business because that's a difficult decision when you're when you're mm-hmm. kind of involved in a lot of things. I know how passionate you are about ministry, and it's like okay, well, I think I have something here, and 
it's time I start monetizing off of it. Well, this is this is great to hear because I don't always reflect like this, <laughs> the way that you see. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that can be said for anyone. Like, you don't always see yeah, yourself yeah. the way that others do. But, um, you know, you talk about how, like, you know, I had this kind of, like, ministry, carpentry kind of thing going. I'm like, but I bounced back and forth so many mm-hmm. times between things that, that I didn't really feel like I had a direction, but I just was doing, I feel like, kind of where I felt called in the moment and I could help someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started doing carpentry full-time because... Um, people just kept asking me to help them with things, right. you know, and that's, a, and that's a good reason to do it, you know, or like, or I, you know, I would do a lot of mission trips. Like that was a big thing too. Um, mm-hmm. so like every year for, you know, a decade or two, or like I, I had done like mission trips to all over the country with like high schools and, mm-hmm. and, and parishes. And, and so there's a lot of connections through that. And a lot of it is construction work. So they'd be like, Hey, can you come do this? kind of work we volunteered for in you know in, in new mexico or, know or you're tennessee good at it. Yeah. can you come do this in my home and i'll yeah. pay you and i'm like pay me i remember okay one time one <laughs> time me. i i know right yeah that payment thing it's that's which i'm gonna get to that in a second because that's a bizarre <laughs> thing to be asked for something you're good at but i remember one time i came home for i think it was like a spring break or maybe a summer break my junior year of college mm-hmm. and i had gone to new orleans you know a ton of times and i've done a lot and my parents like we need you to help paint the house they're like you could bring your ministry home and I was like, that's not the same. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this that's is a so chore. Funny. And I was so upset and I'm so stubborn, you know, and I was like, I just, I'm like this. <laughs> They're like, pray a rosary while you paint. Yeah, I know. The kitchen yeah, needs to get done. It's like, chop, right, here chop. you go. I, it was go. like a three-day project. And they were like, well, you, you can, your ministry is here in Chicago now. <laughs> yeah. And I know my parents listen to this and that did not go well. I want oh. to throw it out there. I love you both, but that didn't go. Wow. That's funny. They probably yeah. know that already. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, good but, for them for but, trying to, to con you into yeah, no, doing right. house. No, it worked. I, I Smart. painted it. Yeah. Did, did you have to clean the room you left when you were in New Orleans? <laughs> yeah. Can you clean your room here? This one here too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Who did you do that for? Yeah, it was great. Uh, <laughs> but the, the, the part the part of, of you know being paid for it, because we, we talk about you know here a lot of like that thing you're good at, the thing that you know you have value with and, and something you've been interested for a long time and have thought about maybe like, Maybe monetizing, all of a sudden people start asking you to do it and they're going to pay you. Like that, that was a weird thing for me to be mm. paid to speak. Like, yeah. did, were you like, especially people yeah. that you knew, like, you're going to pay me to like do this here? Like, was that uncomfortable for you at first? I mean, yeah, it's mm-hmm. always weird when someone's like, hey, like, how much can I pay you for what you just <laughs> right. did? I'm like, I got to tell you how much you owe me. Like, yeah, it's that's a weird. Feeling. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. And I think, you know, I'd, I'd be interested to hear your perspective on mm-hmm. this too, because, you know, for me, like, carpentry is a like is is a very tangible thing like oh like i put this door in or i right, built i built right. this structure it mm-hmm. wasn't there before i used my tools and materials to mm-hmm. build it like mm-hmm. i had to pay someone else for this stuff right you know yeah. i'm building this for you my time whatever and so like that kind of makes a little bit more sense sure whereas like yep. if you were like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna give a talk to my high school i'm gonna give a talk to this i'm gonna you know do a podcast whatever like i feel like that kind of is just like of a passion that- no doubt it's harder no no there's no question because it's not material you don't really see the thing right yeah. away i'm not giving them something uh and, yeah. and that's why it took me a long time to actually even come up with a price you know and i st- to be honest i still struggle with that i know i brought that up here before. i mean there's, like, there's time and yeah a, a yeah commitment like it's, it's a value it. it's it's my thing you know i do it but i'm it way more comfortable with it now than i was yeah. years ago but it's it's still it's still a bizarre thing that mm-hmm. i never thought i would be doing but you know but it's it, it to your point it's not like I, i'm not giving a hammer and, and you know putting in a nail like I'm, I'm i'm talking as something i know that i think i'm an expert at and I hope that they feel the same way, and then I hope yeah. that they get their students or employees or, or volunteers right. feeling that way too. But, um, but it is—it's bizarre, and it, and it felt borderline selfish at first. I was and like, I, I shouldn't be doing this. Totally. Was, I yeah. would say, in your case of like doing something more tangible, though, mm-hmm. but it's when it's friends, it's also weird because then That's you're like, exactly, it's a favor. Like you're mm-hmm. a nice guy. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like I know you've to done help out. so many favors. So I can imagine like going from that yeah. to like. 
oh, this is monetary value and it is bizarre. Mm-hmm. And I think about even like like moving companies, like paying people to move. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I think I average like a dozen or like 20 people per semester totally. that I help move out of their apartment yeah. at Marquette. Every, you and every I did semester. a lot of these together yeah. too, actually. Tom, like, Tom, Tom, Tom and I enjoy moving people out of their apartments, which I will happily put out in the ether sphere right now. It's fun and it's a good time. <laughs> it's available. What I found, you and I think that. you would agree, right? And seriously, sign That's it up. at Jim M. Love <laughs> on Twitter. Okay. If, but if I break your shit, you can't come. <laughs> Back and yes, that's yeah. all I will say. But I, I think it is funny because oftentimes when you do something like that, you find people sort of at like a time when they're like arguing with a family member. You know, like it's a hot day. Yeah, like they're they're sweating and, totally. and they're a little more vulnerable. And I felt like mm. it's really interesting to be in those situations of like I'll help you at this time when you feel like you can't accomplish it yourself. Mm. And I love going into a room with a ton of boxes and leaving and then being like this room's empty. Mm. Like that's I I enjoy that feeling. Now I'm you know it's good workout too by the way. And I always 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 get beer and pizza when i'm done i mean i was gonna say that is the part yeah it seems like you're doing it for the wrong reasons jim i wouldn't say it's the right reasons (laughs) i was just you might be the first person i've ever heard the first part i talked about the vulnerability part no i forgot all about that beer and pizza pizza, hangover and they're trying to kick you out of their brand new apartment yeah jim you might be the first quite often you might be the first person i've ever heard say you know the psychological aspect of moving somebody out it's when you true. catch them at a vulnerable. No, I'm perspective, never perspective, Alan. I have never wanted to know more about somebody's personality by helping move a couch. I can't see you and doing say, it ever, you know actually. what? Yeah, that would not be. Well, I've moved people out. I've, yeah, I'll tell you a story sometime about me on a ladder with a couch. It was a bad time. Oh, yeah. that sounds. Oh, that was fantastic. a month before my wedding. It was. Oh, even better. Yeah, good timing. Bad. Um, anyway, uh, I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, th- I think I think you bring up some good points too, and yeah. I think. Um, you know, I've definitely seen that where, you know, like, and this can apply in many different areas, but mm-hmm. definitely moving out, especially cause like that's usually a transition in life it is. as well. It's a new and chapter. So, and if, yeah. if, if there's family involved too, and there's, I mean, if you can be there to help witness and just ease a little bit of that struggle, that's, that's the point, yeah. man. And, and especially like the attitude I think that you have, and you know, I, I try to emulate too sometimes is like when you can be so positive about something like, Hey, like this couch isn't going to fit. No, we'll make it fit or find another way that's not going to just destroy their attitude yeah. for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have some fun with it. And then you leave and you feel like you did something and you help them out. It's a good time. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a weird thing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mm-hmm. pretend like it's like a normal <laughs> thing to enjoy. But haven't done it in probably two years. But I, yeah. I would, you well, know, would do it again. The thing is, I got asked so often because people knew I had a truck. Oh, that's yeah. yeah that that's a, a pickup. If, if, for those that have a pickup truck out there, like you, you're probably gonna be the one dude that gets asked them for sure. <laughs> Which is fine. <laughs> that's it. Which is fine. So so now you're you know you're yeah. doing this and and then the thought comes of I should make this yeah a thing yeah so um just just yeah people asking me to. to um, to work on their projects, working yeah. on homes and stuff. And, um, you know, so no matter what job I had, like I was always still doing carpentry on the side and, mm-hmm. and like still people like pay me for it, which was cool. Um, <laughs> cause a lot of the stuff I'm like, this is really fun. Like I enjoy doing this. And, yeah. um, and you know, even, even like when I was moving people, you know, like if I got, you know, beer, pizza, cool. But like, there's also like, Hey, like I have this like extra knickknack or I have this like Marquette university like alumni license plate, which cool is still on my truck. Yeah. And I, and you know, I got that from moving someone. I don't remember like a job, you know, five years ago like, yeah. where I got paid for it, but I remember like getting a free license plate, uh, right. license plate like, stick with holder you. or whatever yep. for my, yep. like, so, um, so then, yeah, eventually after doing so many, um, you know, jobs for people. I'm like, I, my, my, I think girlfriend at the time was like, you should probably get start a company. And, and, and she helped me like progress to the next level in many ways, mm-hmm. uh, in, in business and whatnot. So I was like, you know what, that's a good idea. And, mm-hmm. um, so it, it wasn't too tricky either. And I was, uh, I was actually at school for at grad school at the time. So I was able to like apply for it for free, which was cool. Awesome. Um, awesome. And then got an LLC, which like I, fo- I felt sounded way too 
official and like, I, was yeah, like yeah. I don't deserve this this is i'm not worthy and it was cool to have a, my own business and i could make a, a card a business yeah, card absolutely and, and say like here's what i want to do or like here's uh-huh. what i do you know versus uh-huh. like some of the stuff like i don't want to do drywall anymore i don't want to do concrete anymore i don't want to like you know cut down trees yeah. anymore like yeah i yeah. can say what i want to do so this so this starts you have this you know now and and doing great work you know and and, and doing well and then you're you're in school now to yep. become a social worker to be a social worker yeah so, so that's the grad school piece of it yeah the grad school <laughs> piece of it so when when did that start and and what is the goal when you're done in may yeah i believe yep. which yep. is not far away at all no that's like i know yeah i mean we're that's like four months five yeah. months from yeah. now six months from uh, yeah I can't, time's a flat knows. circle it's, it's, it doesn't really it's a little while from yeah. now yeah tomato tomato <laughs> but that's so so into that now and then the, the, the goal with social work is then to go into a school I yeah assume. so why don't you tell us a little bit about that yeah, I mean, so this is, you know, a little different than uh, than carpentry. It was almost like, <laughs> yeah, it was almost like freshman year of college. Where Transition I was, right there. It's a little different than carpentry. I was, right. I, was an engin- I was an engineering student my freshman year, and then I switched to theology, and everyone's like, what? I'm like, yeah, you know, similar things. So I'm just, like, <laughs> you know, and they're like, wait, wait, so you're, you have a carpentry business, and you're going to grad school for social work, you know? But hey, who, but who, but who was a carpenter? It's honestly, um, this is kind of the reverse. Jesus. Jesus, yeah, was, Jesus a was a carpenter. There you, yeah. go. there you go. I was waiting for somebody to say it. Uh, but this is almost like it's the reverse biblical. of a lot of the guests that we have on, mm-hmm. where it's a lot of people that are like, yeah, I'm in school, but I also do this thing or totally. I'm, I'm working at this you know nine to five job but i'm doing this thing yeah. this time your business is the main hustle and mm-hmm. now social work is That's on the side sad. yeah and then that may flip yeah right, at exactly some point. Yeah. yeah so yeah i mean uh it's a good point so i yeah so if i graduate you know hopefully <laughs> in may and pass all my classes and everything you will don't worry it's a will thing yeah we'll force it through we'll make yeah, it happen we happening. know some people mm-hmm. oh wow We'll that, talk we, we don't know yeah, I really that's, oh. that's, yeah. Alan tends to break thumbs every now and then when I mean if I got up so I got I got really excited to do what you gotta do so, yeah. anyway <laughs> no no I gl- I'm glad to have you guys on, on my side on my team <laughs> yeah. um, always a good thing so no I, I will hopefully graduate in May and then uh, my, my track is school social work and so my last job before I was um, a, a full time carpenter and started my business was as a campus minister and so mm-hmm. I was kind of working with high school students and seeing a lot of the trauma and like issues they brought from home and realized like the school itself was not was not able to like help them or care mm-hmm. for them or support them and I definitely wasn't mm-hmm. um so I'm like I need to get the the tools that I need and and but also because my girlfriend at the time was like you should try social work you know because I've been talking about it since I was in college I'm like I would love to do mm-hmm. a grad school social work degree okay. but I just never really saw the big picture of it and I never really look to the future too often and uh, I don't even know what I'm doing for lunch tomorrow kind of thing. So yeah. it's like along with the bigger picture things, yeah. but my, my girlfriend at the time was like, Hey, you should, you should do this. So I was like, okay. And, um, that worked out great. Cause now she's my wife and she graduated, uh, this last May with her, her degree in mm-hmm. social work. Um, and so we were able to go through some classes together, which was awesome. I was going to say, you kept seeing your girlfriend at the time. I'm like, is this, is this your wife? Okay, yep. we're good. But yeah, so, so I'm it. just saying, as soon as she at entered my life, she made it better. So yeah, yeah. there we go. That's, that's what I'm saying. Fantastic. I, I agree. You know, knowing her very well, I, I would, I would agree with that. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll probably, you know, once I graduate, hopefully get a full-time job in a school mm-hmm. and still be able to do uh, carpentry on the side because, you know, doing such a manual job for so long like it takes a toll on people it's tiring and yeah. i also you know with my experience in, in the past that we kind of talk about like i feel that within ministry and with within just like trying to help other people like i feel like i can help people where it counts more mm-hmm. in social work yeah you know versus like someone who's like i need a really nice you know cabinet i'm like okay that's cool to hold what your your yeah. thousand plates yeah. or whatever i don't know right. <laughs> so i think there's a sense you probably don't feel as gratified doing i mean obviously you love the carpentry work and you enjoy it and you're good at it but you knew there's something more. 
and, yeah. and you want you and, and based on your previous experiences mm-hmm. of working in high school is like that's that's where you wanted to be knowing that you can continue doing work on the side and, and doing whatever you want but really dedicating your time and energy and effort to being in schools mm-hmm. and being with students and connecting with them which is just funny i mean it's just it's like such a you know you kind of do one thing go to the next and you kind of pull back on that one and do yeah. this and that's that's just that's like how life works which i think yeah. is really cool do you yeah. think that there's do you find balance in that like in something being so like I don't want to say like one is requires more or less brain power than the other because there's two you're activating a different part of your brain mm-hmm. essentially. So like do you find that when you have a very tough school week and then you're like you have a job like you can kind of not relax but almost get a little bit more balance and being like okay, now I can just focus on this thing or vice versa if you've got, you know, you physically being tasked mm. with doing a lot of you know labor stuff mm-hmm. to be like all right i can kind of sink into doing some schoolwork and and is there like yeah. do you find that balance at all or is that am i just crazy no i mean i think it's good i think <laughs> it's good to have Let's that be balance. clear you're crazy but, well, but that, it's a good yeah. question yeah. yeah yeah i agree you are crazy uh for the <laughs> 10 minutes i've known you uh no it's it's definitely good to have balance but i don't ever feel like i've been one to need the balance like mm-hmm. you know i've like you know, my wife now and like other people before Jim probably knows this too, like that, like, I don't always, you know, get as much sleep as I should, or, you know, I can work a long day in New Orleans and then stay out like all night with people talking and I'll get you know. a text from time at like 10 PM on a weeknight. Like, do you want to meet up? And <laughs> I'm like, for, yeah. <laughs> what is happening? So I, I, would, I would attest to that. And I envy that. Cause that's like, you, you feel like you're just, you're, you know, you have, you get energy from other things. That's, yeah. that's, that's good. Which yeah. is true. Yeah. So I definitely get energy from that. It's probably, mm-hmm. it's probably good to have more balance, but um, I think for me, it allows me to be able to like this week has been like my busiest week of work in like a year or two, mm-hmm. you know, and so um, it's it's been great to be able to work like 10, 12 hours a day and then come home and like, you know, be able to work on schoolwork, you know, see my wife, you know, to talk, to talk to you guys tonight, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I love all that versus, you know, having just to shut down after the afterwards. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think the hard thing in that uh, perspective of balance is being able to like go from a from a carpentry job to also like focusing on grad school homework in like the same day or in the same two days because yeah. i would ideally i would love to have just like a big separation between the two where i can do like a, a week or a month straight of one thing and mm-hmm. then do do like a month straight of the next thing totally. and not have totally. to like yeah. hip like hopscotch between days of it because that yeah. just is tricky what, what yeah. would you what would you say to someone who's maybe in, in in a you know in a job or owns a company that they really enjoy doing but has always had an itch to to go go get educated to do something else like to mm. it's your you know it's kind of how your situation is like what would you give like what's one piece of advice you give them or something of like I'm, i've really been enjoying this work i've been doing for a long time but i've always had this thing that i want to explore right. i've been thinking about since college and you know as, as you're coming to mm. an end frankly of, of of this education cycle and you're going to get mm-hmm. into into your job do you do you have anything you would share that that would be helpful for someone like that I mean, I don't know if I do or not, but uh, if it's helpful or not, but I feel like in my experience, I've definitely been in awe and very humbled by many people, whether they're carpenters or social workers Mm -hmm. or anyone else in fields that are, that they specialize in just to see how incredible they are at it. And then for me to be like, I have so much to learn, Um, especially like, you know, and if if people do feel that way, like that's what I did. I went like, I need to go Mm -hmm. to grad school because I need to learn Mm -hmm. more because like I see these, these students hurting and I don't see them getting help. And I see, I, I just, I'm, I'm not able to help them the way they need to, you know? And um, I think for someone who is like looking maybe to change, even like at a certain point in their career, they, you know, they've invested in themselves in one thing and they need to change to something else. Mm-hmm. People do it all the time, yeah. you know? And I think it's important to like, if that's truly where they feel called, if they feel like they'll be more happy there, 
and obviously there's a balance between financials and like taking time off to go to school and pay mm-hmm. for school and whatever right. it might be like that's one thing but if if that all works out and they have enough support and they feel more happy because of it I mean, we have this one life to, in this world together, you know, and I think it's important to make the most of it. Yeah. And so if you can, if someone is really hoping to try something else, like, I really would, I should have gone into, you know, into advertising or I should have gone into, you know, church service, it's whatever. To do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, why not? You know, because I think you could, you could say that if you're saying that thing today, you're going to say that 10 years from now. Totally. Yeah. And it's been yeah. 10 years of you having the opportunity to change and you haven't. You know, and I, I'm, I'm totally, I love that because I, you know, one of the reasons why we really even started this podcast is Alan and I are multi-interested as we would call it as tour guides, you know, like <laughs> we, we wanted to do a lot and, and that's why we have side hustles is to keep on like that passion that we have for the th- other thing yeah. is, is important. It's a flame that will never be put out. And we have a lot of friends like that, which is, you know, who we bring on here, but, but you're right. Like it is, it's our one life to live. And like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shun out something that I know that I have a fire for, even though it's not going to be a full time thing. Like maybe one day it will be, who knows, but for now it's there and I really love doing it and I want to be a professional at it. And that's what I sought to do. And it's important. Like people, people have that fire and to, to make sure that you're flaming that and that it's mm. there and not going to be put out. It doesn't have to be a bonfire. It could just be like a small fire. They right. can roast like one marshmallow on and, and, and it's going to be delicious. You know, yeah. like ha- have that mm. and don't drop it and know that you can continue whatever it's monetizing it or just have it be a passion that you can continue forward with it. And that's important because you're not, you're only going to get older. You know, like it's not, you're not going to be in that realm of like peak condition to do that thing at all times. So yeah. Have that while while you're here, and and uh, I really do think that's like a theme of what we talk about a lot. Yeah, yeah. we're also that was deep. Is I know oh, that was say. fantastic. I blacked out there for. We're also we're also in this world <laughs> where you can try things uh-huh. and you can just go for it because like, I mean, there is always some way to you know fall back on something, and like in your case, you have something to fall back mm-hmm. on. Yep. But it's also like I don't know. You just we are all in a situation where we're kind of like. If this doesn't work out, we have something else that we know we can we can always get exactly. to it's this. Yeah. And, and, but yeah. I mean, if you don't, like you said, ten years from now you're gonna ask yourself the same question and say, you know, what if I what if I would have pursued this instead? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So never yeah. N- never leave a situation with, with questions unanswered. Like go yes. go for them and and then you'll know later on if it worked mm-hmm. out. And typically it does. And if it yeah. doesn't, you learn something. And that's like, there's never anything that you walk away from as like a failure of like, that was just like a fatal error. It's just not mm-hmm. the case. Like yeah. you're, you'll learn something, you'll take a lesson, you'll move forward and it's going to make you better in some way, shape or form and whatever the next thing is. And Absolutely. I, you I think, know. Yeah. I love that. And I think part of that too is like realizing other people have dreams, you know? Mm-hmm. And so in the, in the kind of switching back to like that, like helping other people perspective yeah. and the ministry yeah. perspective, I mean. Um, you know, we think about all the people we helped at St. Ben's and, and those who like helped us in the same way is like, you know, for those, like somebody who's like, Hey, I would love to like, you know, get out of this, you know, two jobs, a, a you know, day to, to feed my family and get an education, but like they can't because of financials or because mm-hmm. of, you know, other systemic things or family or like other bills, you know, and like, and they don't have the support they need. And maybe somebody who might have a dream already that's, you know, on track or being fulfilled, they could like, you know, see, see the dreams of others and, mm-hmm. and try their best to, and whatever that looks like, whatever capacity, because there's so much to it, but you know, to be aware of the dreams of others and to be aware of like other people's suffering in this world, I think is something that, you know, we should all be looking at because it's awesome. Like, you know, I got my dream, I got my house in the country, I got a boat, I got whatever I got, mm-hmm. you know, a mm-hmm. 5013K, whatever the retirement <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is. Um, 
Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's it. But that's sure. the one. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> I obviously don't look to the future too much, but uh, <laughs> you know, like when when you feel like you're at a point where you're stable or you're like you yeah. know you're good, like that's not it, right? right. Because right, there's right. other people no in the doubt. world who who have not been dealt the same hand, and I think it's important to you know to reach out in whatever way that looks mm-hmm. like. Yeah, um, I know you said you don't look too far into the future. <laughs> But where would you ideally like to take all this? I mean, would you like to keep the, the business going, you know, and expand that too while also having mm-hmm. the social work or? Yeah, I mean, um, expanding the business right now is difficult because it's just hard to find like other people to like help me with projects and stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stuff I do is more um, like, you know, more like kind of finished carpentry or like, you know, custom built-ins or cabinets. And that's like mm-hmm. tough to have someone else come in and be like, Oh, like, here's how I would do this. It's mm-hmm. like, it's very individual and personal. And yeah. Um, not everybody in the construction world has like all the same mannerisms and um, yeah, customer service. First, yeah. And, yeah. Like, yeah. and just, you know, all kinds of stuff. I mean, I've had, I have so many stories of just like people who were like, breaking things and saying nothing or like, you know, stealing, like all, just all kinds of silly things. Yeah. Um, so like that'd be, di- that'd be difficult to find um, people to train and work for whatever mm-hmm. um, for the, those kind of jobs. Like there's bigger jobs I do like building garages and stuff. That's a little mm-hmm. bit more straightforward, but mm-hmm. um, so if I could, could do that in some capacity, you know, uh, in the future, that's cool um, because I've done like general contracting where I'm, I am hiring out folks and stuff, but um I think it also depends on the social work job. Like if it's a, if it's a dream job of mine, like I'm going to go for it and that'd be mm-hmm. great. And I can, you know, serve the world in the way that I'm supposed to, or if it's things aren't lining up the way that I think they should, um, then maybe I continue to do carpentry for a little bit. Um, but there are like, I know, uh, one of the directors at the food pantry that I volunteer at sometimes, uh, has talked about like doing a type of prison ministry where they're taking people who have like usually young kids out of a juvenile who have um, just got out of jail and they're like, I need someone to train them in whatever skill it might be. But it's also right. more of a ministry where it's like social work of some sort or some type of, you know, you're also doing um, assessments on them for whatever their mental health might be. Yeah. Like, so there's like a little bit of crossover in that way, but it's, it's very unique and it's not, yeah. it's not yeah. like a, like, you know, a, a jobs.com thing you can find. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think either way, I mean, whether it's, you know, ministry or social work or carpentry or any of that, the, the common denominator here is you, you seem to be a person that just likes to help people out mm-hmm. and give people a shot and, and, you know, do something for them and give your service to them, which is, I mean, super commendable, I think. Absolutely. I disagree. I don't think that's kidding. <laughs> yeah, wow, fine. Jim. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> After all these years, this is what's coming out now? Yeah, I right? would say that's it. That's the story. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been a blast. Yeah. This has been great. Um, I've learned so much, and now I want to not only have a bonfire and marshmallow, like you were <laughs> saying before. That was a good analogy, wasn't it? That was it? great. Yeah. It was actually really good. I, I, kinda, hope you I got hungry, and I kind of forgot yeah, what you were talking yeah, about. Right? I, I, Tom was thinking about so Hershey's chocolate. We're going to have a bonfire. Yeah. But um, in the meantime, <laughs> people want to kind of get connected with you, see what you're up to. Uh, is there a place that they can go follow you or find like your business out there? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, um, I uh, don't have the best social media things going on. Um, I should hire Jim as my manager for that. Uh, <laughs> but um, I do have, you know, uh, Bruce City Carpentry um, for, for carpentry stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pretty booked so right now, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, but that I think I have that on Nextdoor, okay. um, awesome. that website. Okay. Um, but that's pretty much it. So <laughs> Yeah, oh, you're good. Um, you're good. That's, that's perfect. That's, we can that's do but, it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's like emails for you guys on the show and you can probably contact. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which, speaking the, of, the connection. How, look at that transition. Wow. Yeah. yeah, we can get right into it. Um, <laughs> th- 
Thank you guys so much for listening. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We appreciate it. If it's your 44th time listening. If it's your 44th, we really appreciate it. Uh, you can you can follow the show anywhere you get your podcasts. So if it's your first time, welcome. If it's your forty fourth time, we're Extra still here. Welcome, we're still yeah, doing it. We yeah. still exist, and you're, uh, still here, and you're still here, which is the most important thing. You can also find Hustling Sideways. <laughs> we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We are on YouTube, and now we are also Jim TikTok. Yes, we're on TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. You can, yeah, Sorry. you can get uh, my voice squeaked. You can get little snippets of the show there as well. <laughs> uh, if you have a side hustle of your own, you can also send us an email. You can mm-hmm. be on the show. Uh, send us an email over at hustling sideways at gmail dot com. Um, but yeah, like the show, subscribe, do the thing. All the kids five say. stars, five star rating. Is the that's only actually one the only one you're allowed to give. Yeah, yeah. legally, still, correct. Still the only which one. you think is an ongoing joke. If that's actually an ongoing legal thing we have to yeah, say. No, so I'm not. This is no joke. Every episode, gotta yeah, say you it. have to do five. So otherwise, yeah. So five I, stars. Five I just want to say I haven't been arrested yet for all the one star reviews. So well, that's well, just offensive. Now we know, and, people are listening. and now we are going to send a legal. That's team the last time you're going to be on this show, without a doubt. So. Carry on, Alan. Damn it. <laughs> anyway, uh, before anybody gets, uh, before any, any litigation comes down, we are going to get out of here. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back next week with more Hustling Sideways. And Jim, keep on hustling. We'll see you next week.